0: All right. What up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Yvette Walker, who is the host of the Positively Joy podcast and founder of Positively Joy Ministries. Yvette, how you doing?
1: I'm well. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Of course. Thanks so much for coming on. And we'd like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and mm-hmm. what you'd like to do for fun, that'd be great.
1: Okay. Well, uh, I'm a former journalist. Um, I now am uh, an assistant dean at a college, at a journalism college. Uh, So I teach and I am an administrator, but for most of my career, I have done that. And boy, I mean, I really, I love to read and I love to be around people. I'm an extrovert. um, So I love to hang out with people. Um, And um, I watch probably way too much television. I got it netflix and chill you know how that goes um and i have uh, a black lab named lemon and two cats and uh love to hang out with them
0: there we go there we go well awesome tell us about um what kind of made you make the switch from former journalist to assistant dean at a journalism college
1: you know if you talk to a lot of journalists you know, you might ask them, well, what would you do if you weren't doing this? It's a particular kind of job. Um, and a lot of people will say, I don't know what I would do, but teaching usually will come into it like, oh, I think, you know, maybe one day I love to teach or something like that. And and I felt the same way, but a former boss of mine who was the editor of a paper uh, became dean at a college and asked me to join him. It was a little bit sooner than I thought. I thought I might be a little bit closer to retirement and then move into teaching, but this was a great opportunity. I thought I would really miss the newsroom, but I love being around students, their energy, uh, it's just so uh, amazing, and they want to do, you know, what I was doing all those years, and so uh, it's exciting to be around them and just think about, you know, the next generation of people that will be reporting and editing and writing, and basically telling people important things that they need to know.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you have a specific type of journalism that you did for the majority of your career?
1: So I did both news and features. Um, I started off as a reporter, as many people do, and I moved into editing and then moved into management. But I both I was on the features um, in the features department and in the news department. So a
0: little bit of both. Gotcha. Gotcha. There we go. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit more about Positively Joy, the podcast and ministries. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So um, I was raised Catholic. I was baptized as a baby and I've always been a believer, Uh, you know, went to church, went to athlete, actually went to Catholic elementary school and high school. Um, And like I said, I've always been a believer. uh, But over the years, you know, we get involved in the world. We have to go out and find a job and then we, you know, you might get married or have a family or something. So you get busy. And even though you're still believing, you're not really taking the time to be a seeker, what I like to call be a seeker. Yep. And so over, over the years, I realized that I, I still believed, but there was something missing. And um, I didn't feel the same way that I felt when I was younger, you know, when I was younger um, and um certainly believing and going to church. And I never stopped going to church, but I just felt like I had a personal relationship, a, a deeper connection with God. That I I felt like I didn't I didn't have that anymore, and I also felt like I wasn't probably you know put enough time into reading his word, and I really wasn't hearing from him anymore like I did when I was a girl, so that made me kind of sad. And so in 2019, I had the opportunity to go to, to a retreat uh, that was put on by uh, singer songwriter Rita Springer. Uh, she's you know she's big in Christian music. And while I was there, I had a little bit of a breakthrough and said, Oh, this is what I have been looking for. Um, And things changed really, really quickly. I came back. I started writing um, a lot. I started writing music, the words I'm not musical, but writing songs. Um, I've had a couple of them uh, put music to. It hasn't, you know, it's not like a big record or anything, but um, I've had a couple actually put music to and then did some more writing and decided okay, I want to do more. I want to use the gifts that he has given me um, in a way that I hadn't been using. You know, He's given me gifts of communication, writing, all of this, but I haven't done anything like that to honor him. So I've been thinking about that, right? And then of course the pandemic happens. For a long time, I said, okay, I want to start a podcast. I've been saying that and everything, it would be so difficult or something would get in the way. And it just, I said, it can't be this hard, right? So we're, you know, we're at home during the pandemic. And I said, okay, I'm here. I have a computer. This can't be this hard. I'm going to figure this out. I am going to start a podcast on what I call the intersection of hair, beauty, and politics, okay. which I think is actually still a great idea. And, um, and then the Lord said, no, <laughs> he said, he said, yeah, you're going to start a podcast, but it's not going to be on that. It's going to be on joy. And then I said, Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what about joy? I, I really didn't know. Um, he he actually gave me the name of the podcast. That's kind of a funny story. Being a journalist and, and now being a teacher, um, I'm pretty particular about grammar and spelling and things like that. So When I very first started the podcast, it was called like Finding Joy or Seeking Joy. But I I soon learned that there were, that was an unusual name. There were other podcasts like that out there. I said, okay, I need to change the name. In fact, if you go all the way back to episode one, you will hear me say, welcome to the Finding Joy podcast. But again, I realized, okay, this isn't going to work. Lord, what should this podcast be? And he told me Positively Joy. And then I said, nope, that's not grammatically correct. Yeah. <laughs> and he said Positively Joy and I'm like, "Well, okay. I mean, literally I would never have chosen that for myself." So, um so why did did he choose that name? I don't know. I've heard people tell me that, "Oh, it's catchy and I like it." And and cuz for me it would be Positively Joyous or Positively Joyful, but that is not what he said. And over the years, we're in our fourth season now. I think that he has finally he's been revealing to me what this joy journey is all about. And he wants people to understand that joy or having joy or looking for joy is not, it's not a feeling. It's faith in the father. Mm. You can still have joy in your life. Even when you go through hard times, you don't have to be happy all the time. Um, In fact, the only way to be completely content and satisfied is through him. And we see that in our sign- signature scripture in John chapter 15, where he says the way to find joy. I mean, it's like a DIY. It's like right there. He says, the way to find joy is to abide in the Father, do his will, and we will be filled with the only joy that will complete us. Yeah. And that's what we're looking for. I mean, people are people are chasing so many things. They're chasing, uh, they're chasing jobs, they're chasing people, they're chasing, you know, substances, right? to be satisfied and filled and complete. They're chasing food. I have, I had, I've had an issue with overeating, you know, all my life, people are chasing lots of things and they're chasing the wrong things. And the only thing we really need to be chasing is, is God. And through that, we will be filled. We will be satisfied. We'll be, we'll be complete.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. I think, um, yeah, joy I feel like joy and contentment are kind of, like, tied together in my Mm -hmm. head. And the verse that I always come back to is Paul on contentment. And it just, like, it's probably the most, for the longest time, God's grace was the most elusive concept in the Bible Mm -hmm. for me. Like, I just didn't get it. I thought I was that lukewarm Christian who was going to be spewed out of his mouth. And um, so I just didn't think his grace was for me. And then I I finally internalized that it was like sufficient. And um, yeah, I, I just really internalized God's grace. But now it's like Paul's words on contentment are it's that's the elusive part of the Bible for me right now. And I feel like joy and contentment kind of have that similar of like, you know, where your foundation is, you know, who God is and you're trusting in God.
1: Yes, yes. And I think that when people think about joy they are pairing it with the physical joy, you know, the fact that we are are comfortable, we have money, um, you know, we're, we're happy with our physical situations, you know, and um, you know, and like you said, there is a connection, but true contentment goes past all of that because there, you know, God never promised us that bad things wouldn't happen he just promised us that he'd be with us when that happened and, and and he's so faithful to us right so even when you're going through something you can still be i don't know you can be settled you can be content even when you're going through something because you understand he's with us that is a higher level kind of joy i think that yeah. um that we're that we should be striving for and i think that this is the reason he started me on this path because i i just think that's a message he wants people to know that he wants, he wants out there that yes, yes. I want you to have, I want all my people to have joy, but I want them to have my joy. And that's different than what you think joy is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. Well, tell us a bit more about your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day?
1: Oh my goodness. So I, as I said, I'm an extrovert. I love, uh, I love being around people and I do have a little bit, I'm a very solution Oriented, So I'm always liking, I'm a bit of a fixer. I want to make sure things are happening, that they're right. And sometimes, you know, I know that I'd have to slow down, turn my brain off. I'm the kind of person that sometimes, you know, I'll, you know, you'll be laying there and you just can't turn that brain off. Mm -hmm. It's hard to go to sleep. When I was a journalist, I was a copy editor for part of that time and copy editors, copy editors fix things. We want to make sure stories are correct and that there's no typos and there's no holes in the story and all of that. And too many often, if you ever, if you ever ask a copy editor, have you ever bolted upright in bed at night wondering, oh, did I fix that thing? I mean, yes, that happens. That does happen. And so, even though I don't do that anymore, I, I think that I still kind of have that nature. So, um, the I guess the motivation, um, like, it shouldn't be this, but the motivation is to make sure everything gets done that's supposed to get done. But the motivation should be, it should be that everything I'm doing, I'm doing in his honor and in his glory. And that's what I want my motivation to be. And I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it myself. Um, But that's what I think kind of gets me up and motivates me.
0: I feel that. I feel that. When you said, um, when you said that you're a bit of a fixer (laughs) and then you talked about your past as a journalist, it immediately made me thought of scandal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not Olivia Pope, that's for sure. (laughs) It seems like that could almost be the trajectory. I get that she was a lawyer before she was a fixer, but to go from journalist to fixer, not that big of a jump.
1: Okay, all right, I'll take it. (laughs) She's pretty smart, I'll take it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But I I do love that, um, having your motivation be doing things to the honor and glory of God. And I think there is a kind of check your heart moment of you can make sure stuff gets done and make sure it gets done to the honor and glory of God. Mm. And I think there is a Bible verse that talks about um, whenever you're doing work, do it unto the Lord. Cause like you don't serve man, you serve God. And so kind of representation of heaven. I, I don't remember which verse it is, but I know there's a verse that kind of talks about that. And so I think you can be about getting stuff done and doing it to the honor and glory of God, but it's like, got to die to yourself first right like if you're doing it for your own ego
1: yeah no it's so true and the other thing is and we're talking about this a lot in season four the new season we have to be open to his prompting we have to be open to doing things for him but also also understanding and listening what do you want me to do so um the other night, I, I and I've been trying to go to bed early and get more sleep, right? So I woke up really early in the morning, very, very early. And I decided just to stay up. And so I said, OK, I'm just going to stay up. And um, I'm like, OK, I've been wanting to get up early and spend more time with you, Lord. Fine. I'm up now. Let's go ahead and do it. So I go. I open my Bible, like my old physical Bible. And I said, OK, let's see what you got for me. So I just I held it closed and just let it fall open. And it fell open to numbers, which for me is like, really? <laughs> Yeah. I thought it was gonna be like Isaiah or Psalms or something because the the old because some of the Old Testament books, such as Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, um, you know, those are the ones that are always still kind of pretty difficult to to understand. Yep. Uh, understanding the old laws. And it's, you know, I finally realized that, you know you know, there were law. there were laws in place for reasons, you know, there were laws in place to commune with God. Um, but then Jesus came and we don't have to go through the same kinds of, of, of laws and rituals that they did because Jesus came that. So that makes more sense to me, but still there's, I think there's things to learn in, in the old Testament. So when this came, I said, okay, we're going to do this. And so what I started to do was, um, I started looking around and I found a a reading plan on the Bible app. So actually right now I'm in the middle of a plan for the book of numbers. It's called Jesus through the book of numbers. Um, It's it's through the Bible app. And I have an online community on Facebook, Positively Joy Facebook community. And we're going through it together. I said, okay, I'm going to do this. You know, if you want to join me, let's, let's look at numbers. Let's understand what this book is about and how we can see Jesus in it. And that just came from waking up in the middle of the night, getting up and saying, okay, Lord, what you got for me? And so I think that is also, again, just being open to his promptings and taking advantage of of opportunities he gives you.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, um, <laughs> I'm actually such a big fan of being open to his promptings. And I think a lot of us um, get prompted by mm-hmm. God in ways that are really challenging. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's scary sometimes to get prompted by God. And I actually, one of the things that I love to do is to help people get clarity on really goals and dreams. And I think the our most true goals and dreams are in line with what God wants for our life. Yeah. And so I really feel like there's a person we're kind of called to serve a way we're called to serve them. And I like to help people realize that and like go after it. And, um, Kind of getting those nudges of like, you know, for some people starting a business for some it's a nonprofit for some people it's showing up in the workplace a certain way for some people it's raising kids for some people, you know, it's just it's different things for different people. Um, But yeah, just to like, help people recognize that nudge. And it can happen during your devotional time. It can happen through your colleagues, it can happen through um, some stranger that says some random thing that's like, Oh, wait, should I be doing this? Right? You know, it can be anything. And so I just love the fact that you are also pushing people to be aware of that call.
1: Yeah. And where were you when I was still in the newsroom? Because you probably (laughs) would have told, you probably would have told me, Hey, do this. So when I was still in the newsroom, As a journalist, you are supposed to be objective. You are not supposed to have an agenda. You're supposed to be fair and unbiased and give people news and information they need to to live their daily lives, right? I always felt uh, I had a very difficult time being open with my faith because as someone who, you know, several times I was in charge of the front page of the newspaper. And so I was making decisions about what's going on there, story placement, the whole thing. And I felt like my faith was not appropriate to be in there because I was supposed to be completely unbiased or whatever. And I will tell you, it's impossible to be completely unbiased. We're human, we're flawed humans, and we all have bias and agenda, but we just have to do the best we can, right? But for a long time, I never would have even thought of doing something like this, being open with my faith as I am now. Um, And part of it is because I'm not in the, you know, at full-time, journalist anymore but you know I think back like why not could I have done that you know and Uh, again where were you you probably would have prompted me to to say hey you need to get out there and do." because yeah no for real I don't know the answer for everyone um and of course in this country you know we go through phases where it's not cool to talk about faith in the workplace or in schools and then sometimes it is you know Um, but I think we do need to be true to who we are and true to our God. And so I don't know the answer for everyone, but that's something that I did experience. Um, but now, and it might be, it might be easier just because of the job I have now, but I'm just so glad I made that decision. And I just, I don't, you know, I'm not worried about that.
0: Like I was anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm glad you made the decision too. It's a, it's a big one and it's an important one. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I just, I think especially those conversations like in the workplace the thing that i think is really cool about the gospel really cool about god is that um he made all of us to long for him mm. and so the things that are most true about us and the things that are most true about him it'll resonate with every human being on the planet and so in the workplace you do have to be um you do have to be cautious and respectful especially especially if you're a male and you're talking to other females like you can't enter into touchy topics um but you know if you start to like just ask people about themselves like ask them i like to start the the place i like to start is really with dreams and goals because um when somebody has like a god-given desire um but they like never have room to talk about it when you start when they start to talk about you start to see them and then you can start to probe them on their dream and desire and typically that dream or goal will latch back to like a god-given motive right like Mm -hmm. maybe they were hurt and because they were hurt and then they experienced love they want to show other people love and it's like oh well where do you think that comes from why do you think that and then you could start talk, you know and then you get into the conversation so uh there are subtle ways to get into it but again you do have to be careful because stuff will get inappropriate in the workplace um if you're not which is an unfortunate aspect of reality but
1: yeah no no i agree with you and i think the way that you just kind of describe is that makes makes a lot of sense because even if um because they might still have this dream and goal that that would be completely appropriate in their off time or outside of the workplace, but they can't even, because they can't even, I think, bring themselves to think about it because of the situation they're in. It doesn't even happen outside of the workplace. And so I even think this, this, you know, discussing it and talking about it definitely makes a lot of sense. So yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also like just the level of conversation we tolerate. I feel like a lot of times we'll like, act like small talk is appropriate or like banter about sports teams and stuff like that. And yeah, it is appropriate, but it's like, is that what we're here for? <laughs> like, I I, uh, I get that that is a thing to talk about. But I'm like, I feel like that's a thing to talk about once you've established the deeper things with a person. Like, I don't like when people just stay surface level on a relationship
1: because
0: mm. it's too much of a like fly by the wheel. High buy type of scenario of like I'm not really here to get to know you. I don't really care about you, and that, yeah. that's who I do small talk with. And I'm just like, why do we want to interact with people like that? Like people are so precious. Like let's get to know each other.
1: Absolutely, and and it's a must for anyone that you are actually entering into a personal relationship with, you know, be a family member or you know or a girlfriend, boyfriend, or spouse. I mean, if you can't have those conversations, oh yeah, that's not gonna work. Yeah. <laughs>
0: at least for me oh yeah no for sure for sure and i even i got to the point where i was like even with my like friends and stuff i try to have these conversations but that's why i have this podcast like i was sick of just having small talk with people so i'm like i'm gonna get into dreams and goals how we can get you to your dreams and goals what motivates you like what what like is the meat of who you are because that's what i those are the conversations i want to have so that's why i
1: love it love it yeah yeah
0: well now oh go for it oh no you go right ahead Oh, were you going to ask a question or
1: I was just going to say so my show is an interview show <laughs> and and that makes sense, right? Because I'm very comfortable doing that um t- telling other people's stories because that's what I did for so long, right? Yep. And and that's a way to get into some really interesting topics, some really meaty topics and make other people think about what's happening in their own lives. That's all I was going to say.
0: Oh, absolutely. I love it. Well, now we're going to jump into your dreams and goals. So, tell us about your vision for your life and your podcasting career?
1: Well, so over, over the, you know, the years since we've started, I've definitely seen the podcast grow and there was something that happened. So I had the podcast started before I had, before it was under the umbrella of Positively Joy Ministries. So I had this, um, this idea for, you know, obviously this podcast and it was going along pretty, pretty well. And then I was looking at the logo, and the logo uh, is a, there's a script to it positively, and then the word joy, and um, there's this um, animation that I have, and you can see the word kind of spell out right positively joy, and I was looking at it, and in my mind's eye, on the screen it actually says positively joy podcast, and in my mind's eye I saw it spell out positively joy ministries. I mean, I, I just, I saw it happen and yeah. I'm like, wow, Lord, what does that mean? What does that mean? So I decided to, okay, so, so we we got that we have the podcast. What else can we do? And I'm all about encouraging. I'm all about, and, and, and really anyone can listen. I have a, a largely Christian women audience, but I do have men who listen as well, but I'm really big into encouraging. So I started and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm big on social media. So I started a group, the Positively Joy Facebook community so that we could do life together. We, I could be a daily encourager and things like that. And so I started that about a year into it, Um, you know, where we've got about, oh gosh, I haven't checked in a while. Maybe, maybe almost 700 women on there. there we go. Um, and again, big into encouragement, a lot of prayer for everyone. And so- that came from me literally seeing the words change on the, on the screen. And I said, ministries. Okay, Lord. Okay, Lord. Um, so in addition to that, um, I, I, we've done a book club. I've started a book club, um, that actually kind of works both, in brick and mortar and in virtual, because I've got this book club that I'm doing at church and I can also use it in the ministry in the online ministry. Um, and from there, you know, I want to continue to encouraging. I want to continue to helping, to be helping people. I've got an advisory board of women. We chat about what's next and, um, we've kind of taken the summer off. So now we got to get back into it and see if there's any projects or, uh, or, or, or things we want to do to help others. And so I think we kind of are at that next step to see what we can do um, as far as help people. My whole motive is to help people understand what joy is. Um, The one thing he also prompted me to do is to write a book. And um, so I did publish a book uh, late last year. It's called Whispering in His Ear. Uh, It's a devotional filled with life lessons, exercises, and prayers. And he gave me all of these because... Again, it's a lot about finding God in the everyday. Yep. Um, being open to His promptings, it, like not just on Sundays, right? At the same time, understanding what joy is, and so I think I probably uh, definitely have another book in me. Ah, uh, one that is probably more less a devotional and more of um of a study on joy. I got you. And uh, I'm just, just kind of I'm in the thinking stages right now. Um I think that's important. I think whatever I'm doing it needs to be on this this idea of of what joy is and how to find it because there's so many people out there who are numb in their faith, who are sleepwalking through their faith like I feel like I was for so many years and who and who don't understand that there's so much richer out there than you could ever know, but you have to be you have to look for it. You have to be a seeker. So whatever I do it's going to be down that direction and so I think I got another book in me and the advisory group of ladies and I will chat a little bit about, you know, what other encouragement we could do.
0: There we go. There we go. So continue to help and encourage people and you're going to chat with the ladies about how to kind of do that help people continue to help people understand what joy is and write another book. Yeah. Awesome.
1: That's, that's the plan right now, but you know, he may have something else. He may he may stop me. We'll see. Yeah. I, ha- I haven't I have been writing as much music, um, but there is a song that, um, and actually in the devotional, it's a multimedia devotional. I've got QR codes in there so you can listen to some music and some spoken word and okay. some stuff I've created. Um, there's a Christmas song that I wrote that um, I think is pretty special. And I think one day we'll be out there in some way. So you never know. He may want me to do, to write some more songs. We'll see.
0: Sounds like he does. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take the next step towards these dreams and goals, who would they be? And how would they help you?
1: Mm, okay. I've been for, I've been fortunate to be able to meet some people. Um, so I think what Dallas Jenkins is doing with The Chosen is so, is so amazing. I've had a chance to 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 meet him a couple of times and uh and and really kind of see how his dream has grown. So I mean I met him already, but I I like to watch people who have dreams and see how he, they grow those dreams. Um and as I said I have met Rita Springer. I would say um, gosh I don't know. I mean I would say who I can't really say a name, but the kind of person who also understands the importance of this idea of joy and who wants to and who also have been has been given a directive by God to help people understand why it's so important for us to recognize what true joy is whoever that person is who has that same drive and that we would work together and get to the next level so i don't really know who that is or even what kind of person that is but it would need to be someone that God has directed directed like he has me to talk about what true joy is and help people understand what that is and maybe there are ways of doing it that I haven't done yet so if you're out there
0: (laughs) there we go there we go if there were ways of doing it that you haven't done yet what would those ways be
1: well so it's kind of hard to know but um one, one, one place I haven't gotten into enough is into the video space. I mean, I'm on social media and I have, you know, all the channels, um, but I've been primarily working on audio on the podcast. And so I would love to, cause you know, we know how important video is. I think I could reach more people with more video. So, you know, you know, work with the student, work with a studio, get my studio together and actually, um, create more video content. That would be something that I know I need to do, um, but we can't do everything at once. And so that's something that would it would probably be in the video
0: space, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love that. And just curious, do you do any like um, one-on-one like sessions with people or group sessions with people in your Facebook group and stuff?
1: So um, like coaching and mentoring, that is an area- Yeah, coaching,
0: mentoring, consulting, whatever you want to call it.
1: So kind of, kind of one-on-one, it's not official. That is something I've thought about, but there's so much to do. So I feel like he hasn't directed me to do that just yet. Um, But I, but I mean, I'm kind of a mentor at heart. I mean, I've been doing that for years, just in my work. I think I, I think I have those chops. So um, when he tells me it's time, I can definitely see myself doing that. But yeah, unofficially for sure. Um, We pray for each other. We encourage each other. You know, we mentor each other in that, in that community space. So yeah, if that go. if that should turn into something more official, like a real coaching or um or having uh, having a class or a master class or some kind, these are all ideas that I've had. But you know, nothing he has not told me to go any in any one direction yet. So, I I'm, I'm again, I'm I'm keeping myself open to his promptings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember uh, earlier on the podcast when you asked me? Well, where were you when I was in the newsroom? Yeah, I was um, I was probably sixteen or seventeen. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. Thing. You were, I'm sure you were. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the first thing. But the second thing is, um, you know, I I actually when I was like fifteen, sixteen, maybe fourteen, I took an entrepreneurship class at some point in high school, and I started a life coaching business. And um, now I would say the helping people find clarity and take massive action on that clarity is essentially that life coaching business. But I found a niche that like speaks to my heart, right. Which is younger kind of Christian entrepreneurs. And, um, basically what I'm going to say is who do you think is out there right now asking where you are when it comes to that?
1: Oh boy, you got me. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's
0: that's the question I want to ask you because yeah. Um, I feel like the fact that you have the chops for it and it's even a thought in your mind is nudge enough Mm -hmm. to like take that step almost, because I know there are people out there who need that joy and they need it in a one-on-one fashion. They also need it in a group fashion and they need some sort of like systematic way for um, you to interact with them and a community to interact with them. And they're just waiting for it really. Like as soon as you pop up, they'll be like, Oh, please. Um,
1: Oh you are good. I will pray on that. I will pray on that yes
0: yeah, pray on it. let me know and um, yeah, there's somebody out there who needs it so
1: okay well, people can people can find me a couple different ways um, positivelyjoy.com is the website where you can get in touch with me a lot of different ways. Um, also uh, Yvette at positivelyjoy.com you can email me um, and then I have a talk feature if you go to positivelyjoy.com and click the talk tab, you can actually record a message, leave it for me. And I can hear, hear your voice. Um, so there's someone out there who, yeah, who, who kind of needs that one-on-one, please, please let me know. This might be the the beginning of something for sure. And I, you know, I definitely want to be his hands and feet for sure. Um, and one thing about me is, and you talked about what motivates me. I, you know, I, I do way too much stuff. And sometimes you just can't do everything you need to do what he's telling you to do. So I'm trying to be mindful of that, but, um, but I could see that happening. I could see that happening. So yeah. Thank you for the nudge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, of course, is what I love to do. I love to help people get that clarity in, you know, a big part of the clarity is like, um, I don't know if you've ever read this, um, but actually reading a lot of success literature and then lining up with scripture in the Bible has really helped me grow mm. in my faith. And so in The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, he talks about your genius zone. And in the Bible, it talks about the fact that your gift will make room for you. Yeah. And what I really like about that is your genius zone is the thing that you can spend all day doing. You love to do it. Um but the thing is, people typically get stopped in their zone of excellence. They get good at something, they make a decent chunk of money doing something, and they're comfortable doing it, but they never make the leap to exclusively being in their zone of genius or exclusively giving their gift an opportunity to make room for them by going out and actually exercising. You know, faith without works is dead. Yeah. And so I just, I, yeah, a big part of that is like, what it, what is God like? uniquely gifted you with. And you're already walking in that with the podcast and stuff, but I always like to push a little bit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and he liked and he liked to push a little bit too. I do get that. Um so thank you though. Thank you very much. Of course. Thank you for that encouragement.
0: Yeah. And we're going to have to blow through the rest of this podcast because we still got a decent chunk of questions. Okay. Um first question in the thriving three. That's what we're jumping into now. Actually first what are the top one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your dreams or goals? So you meet Sally at the grocery store and you're like, Sally, here's how you can help me. What would you tell her?
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So there's there's so much to be done, just you know, in any of these things that we do. Um, you know, we 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 work on the podcast for, for a long time it for a long time I resisted getting help. So I finally got an editor who helps me. And so I can focus more on finding the great stories to tell, right? Um, But now there's all the social media marketing. So Sally could help me with social media marketing. I know how to do it, but there's just, you know, you can't do everything. So Sally could help me with social media marketing. Um, I, you know, I finally, instead of searching for music myself, I finally asked a friend at church, would he like to write some music for the podcast? And he did. So I am slowly beginning to understand that we do need to ask for help. We can't do it all ourselves. Sometimes it seems like it's easier to do it all yourself, but he does put people in your life to help you. So, um, so for right now, though, probably Sally could help me with my social media marketing.
0: There we go. There we go. Social media marketing. Love it. And now we're going to jump into our thriving three. First question is, what is your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick
1: one. Oh, that's so hard. Um, oh, that's so hard. Well, okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pick a favorite book that I have right now. It's called "A Country Year" by Sue Hubble. Um, it is about a woman and and her husband who uh, decided to live on a farm in the Missouri Ozarks, but the marriage didn't survive. So he left her. Um, to stay there and figure out what's going to go on. So she's she's on this farm trying to figure out like I, how can I be a farmer and how can I survive this winter? Then spring comes and I don't know what to do. So she just has to, it's, it's not a religious book, but she finds something in herself um, to realize that I can do this. So she ends up keeping bees, uh, she sells honey and it just, her whole life changes. And what I like about it was I could easily see that she didn't write it this way, but I could easily see that you would be in a place of despair and thinking that you couldn't go on, but, she, but, but God put something in you. She found something in herself to know that she could go on and that she could start this honey business and just have this amazing life. And so um, that's a book that it's, it's an older book. I read it a while ago, but it's kind of come back. Um, Cause other people that I know have been talking about it. So it's a great book.
0: There we go. There we go. I love it. And what is one way you like to take care of yourself?
1: Oh, I do love to get my hair done and all the girly things. So I do love to do that.
0: (laughs) Okay, there we go. There we go. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet that person who understands the importance of joy and wants to help others understand what true joy is?
1: So the action step that I'm beginning to take is is, is meeting other women who are in my space. So I told you about the advisory group, but they are all spread out. There's the, there's a, there's three other ladies, really four ladies here in Oklahoma. We're all either podcasters or authors. And we've decided we have a group now called the Oklahoma ladies. And we've been, we are beginning we're beginning to meet and talk about what we could do. I think it's important to just like, just like churches find so much importance in small groups. Um, we know that, you know, you know, if you are, if you are alone, you need others, you need others in your life. Um, certainly to, to, to find really to find even Jesus. I think you yeah. need others. I mean, you can, you certainly can do You can pray on your own and all of that, but he, I think he's built us to be in community. So again, right now here in Oklahoma, uh, there's some ladies that we we've been meeting. We need to get back together. Cause again, summer and I think that we need to listen to his prompting what he may have in store with us you know is it a conference is it something else you know so we're in the beginning stages of something but um I'm already walking in that but I need to need to keep going
0: there we go there we go what would be the like hmm trying to think of a good way to ask this question what would be the uh most surprising and exciting outcome from meeting with the Oklahoma ladies of a decision of what you're going to move forth and do together?
1: So, um, definitely. I think that if we did something video related, cause I, I know, I know that that's next. Um, and so, you know, what does that look like? Is it, a, is it a TV show? Is it? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that would be very surprising. It's funny. Here's the thing. A lot of people have in my past have told me, oh, you look like Oprah. And I probably don't look like it now because I'm wearing my hair differently, but I used to wear my hair like her. And um, I always said, thank you. She's great and rich, but um, but I never wanted to go into TV news. I, I really enjoyed writing and editing. Um, so being on television and in some kind of faith program would be for me completely surprising. But exciting.
0: This is going to really shock you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I started this podcast because I wanted to hear about people's dreams and goals. And then I wanted to help them meet the next person that could help them with their dreams and goals. Mm-hmm. And I actually know somebody who came on my podcast, and they have this thing. They have a Christian television network called No Walls TV. And they're always looking to bring people on to the network for content purposes. So if you wanted me to connect you with her, you know, maybe you need to talk with the Oklahoma ladies first, maybe whatever needs to happen there. Yeah, yeah. But her name is Karima Imorti. Um, she's on like in one of my podcast episodes. So if you go back to like maybe episode 80 or 90 or something like that, you'll see her. I forget which episode it is. But um, yeah, she has a Christian television network. So if that's something you're really looking we to should- do.
1: We should talk. We should talk, yes. (laughs) Because here's the thing. Sometimes, you know, I think you do feel a prompting, just like the podcast. I've been wanting to do that podcast, not on joy, and want to do it on hair and beauty, right? But I've been wanting to do it for so long, something always got in the way. It always seemed like there was a big mountain to climb. But then when I just sat down and did it, and he told me to do it on joy, it literally just happened. Yep. So I think sometimes when we're, you know, we may be prompted or we'll be thinking about something and we just make it too hard. Sometimes you just got to jump in. I do get that. I think planning is important. Sometimes I am a feet first type of person. Um, But I will not say no. I will not say no. Yes. I would love the virtual introduction. That's, that's exciting.
0: Yeah, for sure. I will definitely make that virtual introduction. And Follow up with me because I've made some introductions before and people never really followed up with me to like tell me how it went, so I don't know if anything came of it. I want to know if something like comes of it, or if it doesn't, that's I, fine Yeah, too. of
1: course I will. I'll do that.
0: Awesome. Sounds good. Well, now we're going to jump into our final series of questions, and these require a bit of pretext. I did mm-hmm. not send them beforehand, so if you don't know the answer, feel free to say I don't know. And, um, yeah, just kind of stick with me as I read them. Cool. Okay. So a lot of people have come on the podcast and they've said that the catalyst that helps people change from having a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help and not willing to accept change, to having a growth mindset, being willing to accept help and being willing to accept change. The catalyst that has helped people make that switch is a personal choice that happens after either extreme inspiration or extreme desperation. Do you agree, disagree? Have anything to add or subtract?
1: I'm going, I'm going to agree. Um, as I told you before, I, I was in this seeker mode where I realized that my faith, I felt like my faith was strong as ever, but I felt like there was something missing. Right. Um, I was at a church one time with my then boyfriend now husband and I was crying and I said, um, I'm just, you know, I, I'm sad because God doesn't talk to me anymore. And then he said, Don't you think he just might have because we had just come out of church and I was like, okay, (laughs) okay. Uh, And then and then a few years later when I was on the retreat and we had this exercise, it was a listening exercise. And I said I had a bit of a breakthrough. I think I was desperate. I mean, I I just really I I felt like. Something was there, but I did not know how to break through on my own. So, yes, I'm going to agree with that statement. Um, For me, of course, everything is based on what he wants for us. So I would say that that desperation needs to be for more of him. Yep. And then he will answer that. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And given the same amount of extreme inspiration or extreme desperation, why do you think some people make the choice to change and others don't?
1: It's it's the amount of openness you have. A lot of us are really closed off. Maybe we've been hurt before. There have been a lot of people who have been hurt by by the church or hurt by others, um, and 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 it's not necessarily their fault at all. But I but that's one thing that I am preaching and encouraging that we should be really open to to his inspiration and to his promptings. And I was kind I was the kind of person believer who didn't read the Bible. I didn't grow up le- reading the Bible. Uh, there are lots of churches that are more Bible based or really, you know, wants to have you in the word all the time. And there are some that that you celebrate on a couple of times a week and, and you read scripture there, but maybe you're not really encouraged to spend a lot. So I re- really, my whole life hadn't been in the Bible much. Um, last five years, last six years, I'll say that I've probably been in the Bible more than any other time in my life. And reading his word and understanding that wisdom that he has for us, I think can help us, especially if we are closed off and not willing to be open. So I think, you know, I know we always say jump back in the word, jump back in the word. And that can be hard. I'll tell you one way I did it. So I'm not but I'm not a particularly perfect artistic person, but I'm a creative. And there is something called Bible journaling. And one of the first things I did, even before the conference, because this has been a journey, right? Uh, Bible journaling is where you create artwork in your Bible. Mm -hmm. And I know some people say that's sacrilegious, but it's a different Bible. You have like a Bible for study, and then you have a Bible that you literally draw in and create artwork. When I started doing that, I found myself in the Bible more than I had ever been. So you're in the Bible, you're reading the Bible, you're inspired by something that you read and you create artwork. So there could be different ways for people to do it. That is one way that I did it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. I like that a lot. I, um just some encouragement for people out there. Um, if you like, just have trouble sitting down and reading it, maybe try the Bible journaling. I prefer like prayer walks typically. And so I'll pick a scripture that I'm just meditating on and I'll walk and meditate on that scripture. And then, um,
1: literally walk. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get out and I walk in nature cause I just,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it just feels good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> easier for me to feel his presence. Um, or, um, in fact, we're about to mention atomic habits pretty soon here, but in the book, he talks about building habits and starting small. And if it's like, really a struggle for you just open it and read one word mm-hmm. like just read one word and then do that for like two weeks and then read two words a day and like just keep going like that and like just build the habit and then like just sit there in silence and like ask ask him to feel him basically and yeah pray. and yeah. um yeah. just some encouragement it doesn't have to be anything crazy you don't have to be spending two hours a day maybe that's your goal maybe you want to get up to there but mm-hmm. I think it's important that you don't beat yourself up. Like even that, you just said some people might call the Bible journaling sacrilegious, but it's like, if that's how you're spending time with God, would God like, rather you not spend time with him? I don't think so. Exactly. <laughs>
1: I, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, just be authentic. Like he died for you Yeah. Um, when you were at your worst. So be authentic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's just a cool thing about the gospel. Mm-hmm. But awesome. So our next question is that some people need a small amount of desperation or inspiration to change and others need a larger, more consistent amount. What do you think establishes that breaking point and can it be influenced?
1: Mm, I think it can be influenced. I don't have a, a specific answer for this, but I definitely think it can be influenced. I mean, we all experience things in life that can call for an incredible amount of a need of inspiration, and then you know sometimes we'll just hear a song on a radio and be so inspired so i think I think it's I'm going to give you the it depends answer, but I think definitely it can vary.
0: Gotcha there we go i I think that's great because it definitely does depend, and I agree it can be influenced um awesome well our last question for you is now going to mention Atomic Habits. So before I ask this question, I want you to keep in mind a person who has a really fixed mindset, they're not willing to accept help and they're not willing to accept change.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: Awesome. So in Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the four laws of changing your behavior. And the laws are to make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy and make it satisfying. With that context in mind and the avatar, I just kind of told you to keep in your head. How can we... You and I create an environment that makes it more obvious, more attractive, more easy, and more satisfying for that avatar to make the choice that will change their life.
1: Mm. So the choice that would change their life is is you know giving their life to Jesus. Um, so because that is the only true choice that's going to completely change their life. Um, I know lots of people who who are willing to accept some level of metaphysical, but they're not, but they're not willing to say that they believe in God or anything. Um, I would just say that um, while, while I think it is easy and maybe satisfying to say that you can lead them like, you know, you be you and show them in your life, how it works for you. And then you'll bring them over. But I think that puts too much pressure on you. You should do you, you should, you should live your life. You should, um, symbolize through your ethics and your, and your faith, you know, how to live a good life and how to find joy and and be joyful and be happy. Yes, you should do that. That can, um, I think, radiate out to another person and maybe make some changes, but that is a lot of pressure on you. And then if you're doing this and this person like, okay, for example, and this is not my situation, but I know people where someone will say, okay, well, I'm going to change him or her. And so, you know, we're just going to do, I know that they, they don't believe now, but you know, we're going to be together and I'm going to change him or her because they're going to see my life. And then that doesn't happen. And then, you feel like either you haven't done what you're supposed to do or or something right so i i think i think the only the only true change is going to come from god yeah it's going to come from god that doesn't mean that we should not help through works but i think it's i think it's false to say that we personally are going to change anybody
0: oh i agree yeah
1: so okay. i think we need to continue to be encouraging. I think we need to pray for intercession that he, that God will intercede in this person's life. Um, Yes, it is certainly possible that this person will see, see you live in your best life and wonder, how can I be like that person? And that's great if that happens, but I don't think we should put the pressure on our, on ourselves to be the only, only thing to maybe even be boastful enough to think that I will make a difference. I mean, the only person entity that's going to change that person's life is God, but we can intercede. We can pray. True enough. We can live our best, best lives and be joyful in him. And hopefully that will radiate out, but you know, it can't just be us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I love that. I think being your best self, being in touch with God, you Know, even if you did have some sort of influence, it still wouldn't be you, it'd be God in you, right?
1: Yeah, so, absolutely.
0: Um, just be as close to God as you can be and let God shine through you. And I think that'll create the environment that, um, you know, you're not gonna again, you're not gonna change people, which is why we're focused on creating the environment to change the person. Yeah. Um, you know, be your best, love them is basically yeah. what it comes down to.
1: Yes, yes, love God, love people.
0: Yep, love God, yep. Love
1: that's people. that's the two commandments. <laughs>
0: There we go. Well, Yvette, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off?
1: Well, I just want to thank you. Uh, Again, if anyone wants to find me, Positively Joy podcast on most social channels. Uh, My book, Whispering in His Ear, is available at Amazon, and and I'm about to follow that with a study guide for that devotional. Hopefully it will be out this fall. Um, and then, um, the podcast publishes weekly, every Thursday, um, uh, sometimes twice a week. I'm going to, I got a two for this week going on, um, uh, with a great a couple of great stories by women who've had great encounters with the Lord and they, they share that with us. And again, go to positivelyjoy.com if they want to know more or, uh, or find me.
0: There we go. Well, Yvette, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course, and if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Yvette had to say, again, all the ways to contact her will be down in the show notes. As we always ask, go ahead and shoot this podcast over to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we're out